Welcome to the Pop Ninja Podcast, where we reminisce about the pop culture of the 70s, 80s, and beyond. From bell-bottom jeans to parachute pants, from Panama Jack shirts to members-only jackets, from Smurfs and Scooby-Doo to Thundar the Barbarian. If you had a Rubik's Cube, wore a Swatch Watch, was crazy about m m m max Headroom, or ever wondered who shot JR, then this podcast is where you will feel right at home. Now, jump in the DeLorean time machine and join your hosts, Lisa and Patrick, as they take you on a pop culture adventure through the greatest decades of all time. everybody, this is Patrick Bennett coming to you from the swamps of southwest Louisiana and with me is my partner in crime, Miss Lisa Everett, from her evil lair in West, might not be evil, but her lair in Pennsylvania. Hey Lisa. Alright, on this episode we're going to be talking about a couple of movies and some TV shows and uh, some, some musicians and a few other things. Uh, well, to start off about a, a movie I liked from 1975. And have you ever seen any of the Pink Panther movies? If I did, I can't remember any of them. I mean, I, I, I swear I remember um, like the trailers or the, you know, movie, maybe like previews or, you know, stuff that was on TV, but I can't remember the whole movie, like from beginning to end. Well, there, were, count, there, were, nine, okay, there were nine of them. And then they re, yeah, then they rebooted, rebooted it in the, uh, was it the 2000s with, with Steve Martin? But yeah, yeah there, there are nine of the originals, and um, the one I was talk, wanted to talk about today was the Return of the Pink Panther, because it's actually the first one I saw at the theater. Uh, then you know I've seen them all since, but that was the first one that that I saw, so it kind of have an in, impact on me. And um, hey, are you talking about nine of them with Peter Sellers? Uh, eight of them with Peter Sellers. The ninth one, uh, he had already passed away. But they kept the uh, supporting cast and tried to keep it going. Oh, okay. But did but, it have anything to do with the cartoon? Not really. <laughs> okay. It, it did, <laughs> like like the openings of them have a little animated sequence with the Pink Panther. Oh, so, okay. But, but you know, on, them, on the cartoons, they... the little guy that's always chasing the Pink Panther, yeah. that, that's what Peter Sellers is playing is that character. He's calling oh. Inspector yeah, yeah, yeah. Clouseau. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, a, he's a detect police detective. Well, uh, anyway, um, the one in 1975 was called Return of the Pink Panther. And uh, Peter Sellers, he starred in it. He was Inspector Clouseau. And uh, man, he just did such an amazing job. These movies, they were so funny. Sellers had such a uh, just an awesome comedic timing to his acting. I mean, it, he, he was brilliant in them. You, you have to go watch these, Lisa. I can't believe you haven't seen any of them. Well, now I might want to because last time, last now I want to watch Alien. Now I've got to have to watch all these movies I haven't seen. I mean, I I know they're iconic, so I know yeah. you're not the only one that loves them. So I don't I don't know. Like, well, who is the Pink Panther? What's the Pink Panther? Well, in these movies, the Pink Panther is a diamond. Oh. And the, there's there's a thief that's after it, and they steal the Pink Panther, and uh, Inspector Clouseau's called in to try to track it down and catch the thief and everything. He's back. 
He's back. He's back. He's back. Who's back? Who's back? The Pink Panther, the world's largest diamond, has been stolen again. And there's only one man who can get it back. I am calling an outside help. The famous French detective who recovered the Pink Panther the last time it was stolen. What was his name? Crusoe. <laughs> Peter Sellers as Inspector Jacques Clouseau in The Return of the Pink Panther. How can an idiot be a policeman? Answer me that! It's very simple. All he has to do is enlist. He has lightning-fast reflexes. <laughs> and a keen eye for detail. How do you know so much about uh, city ordinances? What sort of stupid question is that? Are you blind? Yes. He's a master of disguise. Monsieur Guy Gadebois, at your service. And an expert in the art of self-defense. Ah! Women adore him. Men respect him. Idiot. <laughs> do I detect something in your voice that says I am in disfavor with you? I wish you were dead. He's feared by his enemies. <laughs> and his friends. Gesundheit. There's no spot too tight. No situation too dangerous. For Peter Sellers as Inspector Crusoe in The Return of the Pink Panther. Until we meet again and the kiss is sobered. We would go camping for a week every summer at a place called Indian Creek, about an hour away from the town I, uh, I grew up in. And at least uh, once during our cramp camping trip, we would go into the town, which the, the nearest town was called Alexandria. And, um, we would go see a movie and we'd go eat out and everything. But I, I remember seeing this during our camping trip. And uh, the, in this one, the, a huge diamond called the Pink Panther was stolen from a museum. And the, the police inspector, Clouseau, is called in to solve the crime, okay? So, um, and, and thing about Clouseau, he's kind of a bumbling idiot that manages to accidentally solve crimes in these films. Okay. Okay? And there, was, there were nine original Pink Panther movies. There, there was, uh, the first one was just called The Pink Panther. Then there was A Shot in the Dark. Then uh, Inspector Clouseau. Then Return of the Pink Panther. The Pink Panther Strikes Again. Revenge of the Pink Panther, Trail of the Pink Panther, Curse of the Pink Panther, and Son of the Pink Panther. Okay, and then they finally rebooted them with uh, Steve Martin, and he made he made two of them. But uh, and, and Steve Martin, eh, he didn't do too bad of a job in them. I, I kind of liked them, but it's just when you, when you're used to Peter Sellers playing it, it's hard for somebody to fill his shoes, you know. It was a comedy. But... Yeah, yeah, they're 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 comedies. And um, okay, and this one, the return of the Pink Panther. Uh, you, you know who Christopher Plummer is? Yeah. Okay, he he's in it. He's actually playing the uh, the thief. And oh. uh, and then Herbert Lom, uh, he's in a lot of these films. I don't know how, how many. I know he wasn't in the first one or two, but he's been in most of them. And uh, he plays the police chief. That's kind of the, he's the boss of Inspector Clouseau and. Uh, this guy is so good in these films, okay? 
And uh, the, the film was written and directed by Blake Edwards. You've heard of him, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, he writes a lot of comedies. Um, and then they had, I don't know the guy's name. It's Bert somebody that plays a character called Cato. And Cato is like uh, Inspector Clouseau's uh, manservant, kind of takes care of his house. It's kind of like Alfred is to Batman, you know, like a butler. But, yeah. uh, but Cato, what's so funny about Cato is uh, to keep Clouseau on his toes and, and trained, Cato is supposed to try to attack him every time he sees him. Like he hides and waits for Inspector Clouseau to come home. And then Inspector Clouseau, when he's least expecting it, Cato springs out of a closet or out of a, you know, refrigerator or something and attacks him and they, they fight. It's, it's really funny. But, but Cato's in all of them. He's also, you know, he's like his little sidekick too. It helps, he helps him out. But um, anyway, these movies, they sort of remind me of, you remember uh, the cartoon Hong Kong Fooey? Yeah, Hong Kong okay. Foodie, I love. Well, yeah. you, know how, you know how Hong Kong Foodie, he was sort of uh, bumbling, and he really didn't solve the crime. It was always his cat, but he kind of got the credit for it. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? That, yeah. That's kind of like what the Pink Panther movies were. Oh, so, I love Hong Kong Bumbling Kong idiot, but he accidentally solves the crimes and gets credit. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but they're it's so the good. That, they're so good. The cat yeah. really did it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it, I really think you ought to watch these. I think you're going to love them. And it's yeah. that, uh, it's, it's, it's just a, a different kind of humor. It's uh, a little slapstick to it, but there's a lot of dry yeah. humor. I had no idea there was that many of them. Yeah. It's really good, yeah. But this was the first one I saw in the theater. And, and after that, I saw all the rest in the theater. And then I saw the rest on TV, you know, the first three on TV. Okay. You had never seen the first three before you saw that this one? No, no. But uh, I knew that um, Peter Sellers died, um, I'm trying to yeah. think, during the filming of one. He so died they, in 1980, yeah. So they had to really re-edit these, the, the one he died in. I think it was called uh, Trail of the Pink Panther. And, mm -hmm. and what happened was he died while they were filming it. So they had to rewrite the script, and they had him disappear during the movie. And everybody's searching for him. That's how they finished it. Is he's gone? So oh. they, you know he died of a heart attack at age fifty-four. Really, that's young. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of. I. Yeah, he had a rough life too. He, I read that he said he had no identity as a person outside the roles he played. Hmm. That's sad. Yeah. That's yeah, and he had a lot of addiction uh, issues. That's like it, it, yeah, that's what led him down the 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 road to die young yeah but geez you know but um yeah I, that's weird that um that, that the movie that you saw first there were three before that because usually as sequels go by they get worse you know what i mean like they yeah. got like they start in the middle and then you go back or like you started right in the middle you know what i mean like you, that was the fourth movie so like there were three you know that you had never seen and then after that they made more so that's kind of i never heard of a movie that um, worked out like that. Yeah, and I, I always thought they were hilarious. And then, and then after the one that he died while they were filming it, they, they made another movie. And I'm trying to think, I don't, I don't remember how they, um, I don't think he died in it. I think he just disappeared. And they had other actors, but they had the same supporting cast. And then the final one, it was called Son of the Pink Panther. It had the same supporting cast. And they, they bring in this new kid 
that didn't know he was the son of Inspector Clouseau, but he figures it out in the movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's just like his dad. And it, it was pretty funny, but uh, they just ended it there. They never went on with another one. Instead, oh. they, they rebooted the whole thing with, uh, with Steve Martin. Oh, well, anyway, I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You need to go check it out. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's weird because um, you said about Blake Edwards directed it, which didn't Blake Edwards direct 10 with Dudley Moore. Yeah. And my movie is Arthur. Arthur, yeah. Yeah. So there's like, we just had uh, like a connection like between that movie and then the movie that, that I'm going to talk about. Cool. I, whenever I wanted to talk about it. <laughs> fun money can buy and orion pictures release through warner brothers all right well let's talk about arthur what you want to say about it um it's from 1981 i think it's one of the best comedies ever made it was the first cg movie i ever saw with my friends at a matinee so we when we went down to pittsburgh and um snuck over to see it i don't know what we paid to go see but i think i've talked about this once before but it it it, it was such a i don't know there were parts of it that like had bad words in it and stuff and i don't think i ever heard anybody talk like that in a movie ever and i thought my mom would kill me if she knew i snuck in to see that movie but um she ended up loving this movie it's like one of my mom's favorite movies too i think i bought it for for christmas um a couple years ago on a a, a dvd because we didn't own it i couldn't believe it but we didn't own it but um i, we, I love this this theme song um arthur's theme by christopher cross 
I saw it at the theater when it came out. Yep. You with seen with a group then? of with a group of guys. Yeah, I've seen it, but uh, we went for a guy's one of my friend's birthday parties. Uh, his mom said he she would take us to a movie for us to look in the paper and pick one out. And uh-huh. I don't know if there was just nothing else playing because that's not really a for a bunch of you know kids to go see. There must have not been anything playing that interested us, so we picked Arthur. Yeah. And oh. we went, we went, she, uh, she dropped us off there. We went and saw it. And then, uh, afterwards she picked us up and we went and ate pizza and then we went back to his house and we all spent the night. But, uh, yeah, I think it's about five. Like it? Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. What I liked about it was that giant train set in his bedroom. <laughs> that oh, was, yeah. Yeah. He was a big kid. Yeah. Bedroom, it yeah. Yeah. It was like big, you know, like with Tom Hanks, only the original, you know, yeah. like to have all the kids stuff. Like, like yeah, silver it's, spoons. he never grew up. Yeah. yeah, did you know that um, John Belushi was considered for the role as Arthur? Really? I didn't know that. Nope. And that, did you know that Deborah Winger turned down the role as Linda, which was Liza Minnelli's character? Huh. I think it's weird when you hear about actors turning down these, you know, pretty cool roles. I can't imagine why they would do that, but, you know, it's like like they had something better going on. But, um, yeah. yeah, that's hard to believe. But um, I, I know they made the sequel to Arthur, which was Arthur 2 on the rocks, and they said it was a critical and financial failure. But but I, I don't I think I've seen it and I, I must have like erased it from my mind because I, I don't remember anything of it. It must have been that bad. But I know my one friend Gail likes it, so I might have to give it another try sometime. But um, I just love we we it is a movie that that we quote all the time. Like you know say say in uh, things from it like just just that. Yeah like out of the blue you know and there's like a scene where he, he says don't you hate perry's wife and um and then he and he goes and he falls over a hedge and he says oh it's just a hedge and then there's a scene where he's the the father of susan the, the girl he's supposed to marry that he like leaves at the altar for liza minnelli liza minnelli's character um you know the father is like crazy and is going to kill him and at the end of the movie he like picks up a knife out of the cheese and um he's like and he punched arthur and he's just laying there on the floor and and he says uh, do you think he wants some cheese you know and it's like i just i just love the the, the every line in that movie i it's like so funny i mean you could just like quote every single line in it i know i think i know it word for word so it's it's that's what it's my pick for this this week i mean i love it it's it's perfect. I mean, Dudley Moore did a lot of movies back then, like, like he did 10 and, and he did, um, 
Mickey and Maud, which I, I like that movie too. Yeah. And, he, um, he did a Christmas movie too. He did, did, did you ever see Six Weeks? Yeah, I remember that one. What, what was the sad, Christmas movie? Did, did, movie. He play, uh, did he play Santa Claus? Oh, he did Screw. Uh, no, um, what did he do? Oh, he did, um, I have that movie. It, yes, he, no, he plays Nels. It's with, um, about a reindeer, right? Yes. Yeah, um, I can't remember the name he, of yes, it. Yes, that's right. I just thought it's Santa Claus. Isn't that it? Maybe so. I have to look it up, but I think that's I think that's it because I have that movie. But yeah. I, and the effects were like really cool. Um, and I yeah, but I think it was um, I think it was later. I don't think it was like um, I don't think it was in the seventies or maybe even in the eighties. It might um, it might have been like later. Uh, is it called the Santa Claus? I think so. Yeah, Santa Claus the movie. Yep. It was uh, 1985. Yeah, so I totally forgot about that. I bought that not too long ago because I'm always trying to buy Christmas movies that I've never seen before, and there, and there's not that many from the 80s, you know. So um, yeah, but it, and it had really cool special effects to it. I, I, I remember it was pretty. But he's an elf, so so I loved him as an actor. And the movie Six Weeks, um, it has the. Uh, um, uh, it's Mary Tyler Moore in it, and she it's it's a sad movie. Her daughter dies of cancer, and so he's running for election as a uh, congressman, and she works to help him on his campaign. And it's just they go to like New York, and she's in the Nutcracker. So like that's why I thought you were talking about that movie because uh, there's a scene that takes place over Christmas time. So uh, I was thinking that was it, but I totally forgot about Santa Claus. But yeah, Dudley Moore, Moore was pretty cool. I loved him. Well, Lisa, did you see the reboot of Arthur? Uh, no. Okay. I had no desire. No. All right. <laughs> Just no, did you? Did you see? It? I, I did, but I don't remember much about it. <laughs> no. Um. That Russell Brandt is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have no desire to see him. He does not interest me, not one bit. And when they remake like a movie like that, it's like no, I can't because I can't picture anybody in that part but Dudley Moore. I mean, he's Arthur. I mean, that's who made that movie iconic. So when they like remake it into this. I don't know, current, whatever mess that they make into most new movies. Um, you know, I, I just, it just doesn't interest me because I, I, if I want to watch that movie, I'll watch the original, you know. I want to see somebody else wrecking it because they can't be that person, you know. So um, just stop, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, well, what, that that's, uh, I mean, you can, people can, um, you know, write and say what they like about our movies too. I mean, if they want to put a, Definitely. you know, yeah, like if, if people have anything else to say, I mean, um, these are just our favorites of, the, of like the week when we do these one, one, one movie deals, you know, but um, there's so much information out there about all these movies. Like, um, like John Gilgood won a supporting actor Academy Award for that movie. And he was yeah. way older when he played Hobson. So, right. Yeah, I think um, I think he might have been in his seventies, and then he lived to be in his nineties. So um, for him, you know that I mean, you know that's that's a good role, you know. Yeah. And, yeah, and I liked his character too. Like I can't see anybody else being Hobson. Yeah. And he just made it. He was just had that like dry humor. I mean, there's a scene in Arthur where um, you know he he uh, goes to see Liza Minnelli and takes her dress. 
that he went to the where to this party and um, her father's there and you know he's standing there in his t-shirt and it's just the way that he talks to him it's just like you know it's like you can't you, you, nobody else can get away with like that because he's so um just bold you know in what he says but that's why i like it and then you know it's kind of sad because like in the movie like his death you know is part of the movie and it really um changes arthur into becoming like a grown-up you know he has to um you know you know get on with his life so kind of a, it, it's just a really good movie i love it so anyway um Liz, do you want to talk about a tv series next yeah yeah yeah. Let's talk about uh, Street Hawk from the 80s. Did you ever see this series? I do. I, I think I own it. Okay. I, yeah. I liked it. I haven't seen it in, a long, in many years. I bought it, but okay. I haven't seen it for a well, while. Well, Street Hawk, uh, it. it came out in 1985, and it, it only lasted half a season. And it was kind of like Knight Rider, but on a motorcycle instead of a yep. uh, car. And it starred uh, Rex Smith. He played the rider with a motorcycle. You remember him? I definitely do. Yeah, he, sang, he, was, he was a singer. He also yeah. was on Solid Gold. Yeah, he was the co. He took over after uh, Andy Gibb left. Yeah. And he's a musician. He's an actor of stage, TV, movies. Uh, and if you remember, in the '80s, he played Daredevil on the TV movie Trial of the Incredible Hulk. Oh, I have that. Yeah. He's that. That's Rick Smith playing that character. Yeah, he's in a movie that there was a song. Um, uh, it's called Sooner or Later, and, and uh, there was a song, um, there was, it was you, you Take My Breath Away, that was his big hit. I don't know. I, I think he's still doing plays and uh, he sings, but uh, he's still around. Okay. Yeah. But in Street Hawk, he played a, a injured cop who had a desk job because of his injury, 
but at night he was a street hog. And he, he also had this cool vintage uh, Mustang Mach 1 that he would drive around. And I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. His character's name was Jesse Mock, and he drove a Mock. So, oh, okay. Was, I don't know if you remember the car. It was yellow. It had black accents. It was, it was I a, remember the motorcycle. Yeah. Which I, which I read, like, that they used six motorcycles because the fiberglass stuff was falling off the motorcycles yeah. when they did the stunts. He didn't do the stunts. They had a stunt. Um, in, yeah, all that stuff. such a cool show. And as much yeah. as I like Evil Knievel, this was like crossing Evil Knievel with Knight Rider. Yeah. I, I wish it would have lasted more than half a season, though. I thought it was pretty, yeah, pretty awesome. Yeah, there was only 13 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. But I watched it, so it wasn't because of me not watching it that it got canceled. So okay. <laughs> I, was not, I was not to blame. It was 1985, so I was my junior year, and I don't know what I was doing. I probably uh, uh, had a uh, major social life or something going on, and I didn't stay home and watch uh, uh, TV that much in the, the late 80s, so at night, you know, so that's probably why I'm in. And plus, there's another guy uh, kind of themed uh, show. I mean, I like that stuff now. I have more of an appreciation for it than I did, I think, when I was a teenager. You know, you just don't think like that girls are going to like, like be into the same things that back then, you know, you're more into girly things. Like as you get older, you appreciate all of it. So, but did you know that Tangerine Dream did the music, musical theme for the Street Hawk? Did not. Yeah, they were around a lot in the 80s, which is kind of cool. Like they did the, the theme music to a TV show. So that was pretty cool. So did you have a favorite episode that you can remember or? Well, I, I always like those origin stories. So the, the pilot episode, the pilot movie was pretty cool. Yeah. And it, it had, um, what's the guy's name? Doc Brown from Back to the Future. Um, Christopher Lloyd. Lloyd, yeah. He, he played the, the villain in the pilot. Oh. Yeah, but I thought it was pretty cool. Do you, do you have it on DVD? I do. Okay, I have it too. Now we're going to have to watch all this stuff all over again. Yeah. You know, but I bought it like years ago, and I started watching it. But then I, but then I can't, I can't remember like all the like this um, like specific episodes. But you know, and I and I buy all these shows, and I think I'm gonna watch them from beginning to end, and then I end up only watching like a couple, and then I move on to something else, and then I forget to finish it. So I should, should get with the give me something to do over the winter time, watch more, yeah. some more of it. Yeah. So. Um, my, my show was Charlie's Angels. Once upon a time, there were three little girls who went to the police academy. <laughs> and they were each assigned very hazardous duties. But I took them away from all that, and now they work for me. My name is Charlie. show did you watch it i did how many seasons okay. did that last it was on from 1976 to 1981 and i liked it you know the 70s uh like 1976 to 77 was when fair Fawcett was on she was only on in the first season yeah she was my favorite angel yeah she was like everybody's favorite um and that's back when she was married to lee majors yeah and he had just started doing the bionic man 
and then she, he kind of got her he he got her into uh, um, acting. She was supposed she, I guess he was supposed to go to some place, and she he picked her out of some pictures that his agent gave him on. Um, he wanted the prettiest girl to take with him to this event that he was going to, and don't know I don't know how that turned out that they would like have pictures of maybe models or aspiring actresses, and that's how Farrah Fawcett and him met. But mm. um. But she just had started that show, and, and I guess he wanted her to be home more and cooking him supper and didn't want her working, you know, so. And I didn't realize they were together that long because they were uh, married from 1973 to 1982, but uh, they started dating like in the late 60s. So they were together about 12 years or so. So, wow. but I, I they, they separated in 1979, but. That show, I loved it. Um, I was young when it first came out. It was like 76. I would have only been eight years old. Me too. Uh, but I yeah, but it seemed, I seemed older back then or something because I remember it. Um, and I just loved it. And I and the thing that, you know, I, you never knew, like, was who Charlie was. You, you right. didn't know his voice. I mean, and you didn't know who the actor was. Like, they kind of kept that a secret, too, which I don't know if you could do that in this day and age, you know. Um, it would get out there somehow. I think it was easier. Like um, Lee Major said that him and Farrah were like the uh, Brad Pitt and Angelia Jolie of their of their time period, and that you know they'd have to sneak around from the paparazzi because they were always trying to to follow them back then. And but it was easier because they didn't have nobody had a cell phone. You know there was no like uh, you know nobody had phones and. Um, and it wasn't as, as hard to, to, to hide, you know? Yeah. So, um, but I, when you found out, I don't even know when, when I found out that it was John Forsythe that was doing the voice of Charlie, um, I could kind of picture that. I could picture Blake Carrington as Charlie, you know? He was, uh, you know, from Dynasty. So yeah. when, I, when I found out that that was who Charlie was, which it wasn't on that long. I can't believe it was only on like five seats, like, from 76 to 81, yeah, five, five shows. And I never knew, um, like Cheryl Ladd came on in the second season and she uh, replaced Farrah Fawcett because it was, and Farrah Fawcett had to come back and do some cameos um, to, 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 to comply with the, her contract because she wanted out of it, but they actually sued her. Um, but um, Cheryl Ladd was her younger sister. So that's how they like did that whole like crossover from Sarah to Cheryl but Kate Jackson always said that it never was the same again and she falsed that on Cheryl Ladd and I guess her and Cheryl Ladd didn't get along mm. um making it which I never knew that but um uh did you, I know Kate Jackson was actually offered the role of Joanna Kramer in Kramer versus Kramer but mm. her schedule on Charlie's Angels wouldn't allow her to do that movie yeah. Did you see that movie? You know okay. what I'm talking about? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, that role went to Meryl Streep and she won an Oscar for it. So I think, it, you know, maybe Kate Jackson, you know, wish she would have been able to do that movie. But I just, um, I just, I, lo I love the, the TV guys to have them in it. And I, I love the theme, the theme from uh, Charlie's Angels, that music is just like, it gives me goosebumps when I hear it. Like they replay it on TV all the time, and I and, and I've seen you know pieces of it here and there, and different episodes you know that are on sometimes on on TV when they replay you know episodes. But um, when I hear that music, it just makes me think of the 70s. 
It was so it was so big, you know, and for something that really wasn't on that long, I can't believe it. But but like they were so glamorous and they showed like women, um, you know, they had taken them from doing, I think they had jobs as like traffic uh, cops or office workers or meter maids. And then they took them, you know, to do this private, you know, investigation, you know. Yeah, uh, trained them, yeah. And they were really, you know, beautiful. And then like in the later episodes, um, Shelly Hack and Tanya Roberts were added in. Tanya Roberts was in the last season. And yeah. then it just kind of fell apart. I think they there was an actor strike or something going on that year, and that and then it just kind of got by by the wayside there. But it was it was awesome. I I can't believe it ended in '81. It just you know seemed like um, it was way more um, I don't know like ahead of its time or something because when you see like the episodes, they don't totally feel dated except maybe Ferris hair. You know, it's like I mean. But I love that hairstyle. I still want her hairdo, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she was. She had a ton of marketing in her poster. I still have that poster, was, that famous poster. Yeah, I still have it. Well, Lee Majors said he's the one that picked that 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 poster out. He's the one that picked that picture to be the one. So I don't know if anybody knew that or not, but. So um, yeah, everybody had that poster on their wall. <laughs> Even John Travolta had it in Saturday Night Fever. So so yeah, it's totally like the highest selling poster I think in history, or as close to it I think. Um, and I've heard and I've seen her talk in interviews and stuff about it, and and how simple it was that she did it, and um, you know even the blanket that she's sitting on, and and they grabbed it out of the back of their vehicle and stuff. So I just you know, it's, it's amazing how, you know, it goes down in history like that, but yeah, so. I like Jacqueline Smith a lot. I thought she was really pretty. Yeah, I thought, ja ja yeah. people used to uh, tell me I looked look like her when I was in high school. <laughs> yeah. out, out of the three original, I think, you know, my favorite was Farrah and then Jacqueline. Yeah. I like I like Kate Jackson, but she was kind of real tomboyish, you know. Yeah. That deeper like, voice. Pants and didn't wear dresses and. But I liked her playing. more on uh, that Scarecrow of Mrs. King when she did that. Yeah, she was. Wasn't she in the Rookie too? Yeah. Or well, uh, yeah, I knew she was like a police in a, another a police show. She was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I think every one of them have had cancer too. Because Sarah died of cancer, and I think um, Kate Jackson had cancer, and uh, maybe ja Jacqueline Smith didn't. But my gosh, it's like a lot of going around you know so yeah but um but you know uh farah um you know hooked up with ryan o'neill when he was uh lee majors you know really good friend and um he was him and lee majors and farah weren't like they worked all the time they they didn't see each other very much and he he told ryan o'neill to keep an eye on her i guess he did <laughs> so, so uh that's the reason they broke up yeah yeah, I've only met I've only met one angel, and that was uh, Tanya Roberts. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I loved the uh, treehouse of the Charlie's Angels treehouse. I'm gonna have to post a picture of it. Uh, they had the dolls too, and but the treehouse. I mean, I thought that was like the coolest thing ever, and I don't know why they made that as a toy back then because they didn't hang out in the treehouse on the show, you know. So. Like they were, you know, where did that come in? You know, I don't know. Maybe because it was like 
I don't know, kind of like undercover or something. And maybe like the tree, you know, I don't know, like where the treehouse came from, but I thought that was one of the coolest toys. I, that's one of my like dream toys I wish I would have had. Could have, somebody could have given it to me for Christmas. <laughs> you know, so. But uh, yeah, so what, okay, we're, we're done with uh, Charlie's Angels. You wanted to talk about um, music? Yeah. Um, I was going to talk about Phil Collins. Uh, did you like Phil? I love him. Yeah, he's got such a smooth voice, you know. Just I don't know, just something about it that uh, I really liked it out. What some of my favorite Phil Collins songs, you know, in the air tonight, definitely. Another Day in Paradise, Against All Odds. Uh, what was that one? Uh, Susudio? Susudio and uh, Billy Don't Lose My Number. Yeah, oh, those are all like it. Yeah. Actually, my Lose My Number was my favorite music video that he did. Oh, yeah. See, I picked all different songs of his because I like him with Genesis, you know, a lot. Yeah. So a lot of my songs are, are probably Genesis songs, um, like Follow You, Follow Me. I love that song. Um, I don't want to know. I love that song. And then my favorite, I think my favorite song of his is Taking It All Too Hard. It's my favorite. You know it? Yeah, not my favorite, but yeah. Oh, okay. It's like my favorite. I love it. Um, I play it all the time. I, I listen to that song over and over. Like if I'm in a bad mood, that song like makes me happy. I don't know why, but I love his music. It's like, and, and they were, love. yeah. They did a lot. They did a lot. They were just going to start touring again, too, right before COVID came on the scene. I, I would have loved to have seen them. My son loves them. He's like one of the best uh, drummers of all time. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, uh, In the Air Tonight, my biggest memory with that song is one of our pep rallies at high school. Um, you know how they would have those uh, big paper banners and the, the football team would, like, run through them? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we had a big banner. It was a Friday pep rally, and they started playing the song. You know how it, the song goes, and then there's that big drum. Doo -doo 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 -doo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's the point where they all bust through the banner and came running into the gym. And yeah. Everybody went wild, you know. Well, we had a, a teacher. It was one of my... Um, English teachers, she had never heard that song before, and she was so just mesmerized by it. So in class, she was asking us about it, and one of the uh, kids let her borrow a cassette, and she took it home for the weekend. And, and then Monday, when she came back, 
she was she was telling us how she just listened to it over and over and over and just something about that song was just pulling her in and she was just amazed by it but uh <laughs> well, that's pretty cool timeless it's timeless yeah everybody hears that when that do 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 yeah it's like you want to pretend like you're playing the drums you know yeah. everybody does it's so awesome but that was it's an awesome pepper too. yeah yeah yeah, I remember those things. My dad made one of those um, those frames, and he made one that like was um, that folded down, and like and we put the paper on it for it was in elementary school, and um, and and we could reuse it, you know, because like those I don't know what they made them out of, but they busted them all apart. But that was always cool when they when people busted through their their signs at, at for you know football games. I love that. It was cool. But now that don't lose my number, um, the music video. What I liked so much about it was, it's like they reenacted some movie clips. You, do you remember it? He was like, like from the Road Warrior. He's driving, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they had the ninjas dropping down and stuff. It, it was like a bunch of little mini movies in it. That's yeah. What I well, so was um, uh, what's the one that he did where it was Ronald Reagan in it? Um, Land of Confusion. Land of Confusion. Yep. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, it's. Yeah, that's like it's more like it seems like pretty relevant you know, today. But but yeah, it's like um, that video was um, was uh, was was really weird. You know, it was like the, it was like the Muppets and um, you know the politics come together. You know, so <laughs> I, I remember it that's well. Odd, yeah, yeah, but they used to make such like cool videos back then. They were like mini movies. You know, they just don't, uh, just, I can't even, I can't even, I don't even know any music videos that I would see that is like comparable to like the 80s videos because they just stink, you know, I mean, the songs stink and then there's no video, they're like, I don't know, they're, they're I don't know what would you call them, but they weren't like back then when you had like Madonna and all these people that, that and, and my, who I want to talk about, you know, the, his videos were amazing too, so um mike i'm going to talk about prince right okay you, yeah so um yeah like you don't you want to talk some more about bill collins well i just want to talk besides besides his music um his, his acting did you ever see the movie buster in the 80s no i never knew he was an actor yeah he was the star of it it was about um it was about the uh was it the great train robbery in the 60s he played one of the robbers it was like a true story no but yeah he, he started as he started as this guy buster who was a robber but he was also in the uh movie hook and uh he did some other stuff you but, mean hook with robin williams yeah the the yeah the Collins is in that? yeah i know julie roberts is in it i didn't know that yeah just a small role but but buster he was he starred in it so yeah he did a few oh. little uh I had no idea he was an actor. No, yeah. Never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. So you're talking about Prince.
What's the other under the cherry moon? Yeah, I wasn't in um, the CD. Was it the CD Bridge? I think it was the other one. Um, yeah. yeah, I only saw Purple Rain, but and I loved it. Do, do you like Prince? Yeah, they're all right. Yeah. I, I like his music. All right. The movies. Yeah. yeah. Did you see Purple Rain? I did. Okay. Yeah, I remember seeing that like right after I went to the prom. My and uncle he made, had a big. He would always make his girlfriends famous too. Uh, yeah. Like Everybody Apollonia. Did. What was the other one? Uh, uh, Vanity. Vanity, yeah. She died, yeah. Like yeah. Sheila, e, Sheila E, Sheena Easton, uh, the yeah. Bangles. He, he wrote songs for all of them. And they were all successful on their own. Yeah. And then he dated a lot of girls, too, like back in, like Kim Basinger. And, um, yeah. yeah. He was very but, talented. Yeah, he was. And it's, it's sad. I mean, it, um. He was huge, you know, like when Purple Rain came out. I mean, I remember I had like all the Prince buttons and I and I put them on my denim jacket and my aunt bought me the Purple Rain soundtrack and you just, I, I loved it. I mean, when when the song When Dove Cry came out and Little Red Corvette, those were huge. Yeah. And then he did other songs like, um, I liked uh, the song 17 Days and Mountains and, you know, he just did so many, like I Would Die For You, the whole, the whole, um, Purple Rain soundtrack was awesome. Like every song on it was was from the movie. It was fantastic. But yeah, um, but yeah it's like it's sad because I, I remember I remember my son calling me on the day that the prince died to tell me. I, I didn't even know. I was playing cards with a group of older ladies in my canasta club, and they didn't even know who Prince was. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> you know, it's like you don't know who Prince is. It's like. They, they had no clue. And I'm like, well, you had to be alive in the 80s. So like, you had to have heard his music. But I couldn't believe it. Because, um, you know, I just, I, 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 I couldn't believe he died. I mean, I, you know, it was like right after Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson and then, and then Prince. And it's like all due to like um, overdoses. And, yeah. and, and, and he was, he was a Jehovah Witness, but, um, and he didn't believe in getting a blood transfusion. So he, uh, he had really bad arthritis in his hips and stuff from, you know, jumping up and down on stage and, you know, he did all these like splits and stuff and he just, he wouldn't, he, he, he wouldn't get surgery on it. He probably needed a hip replacement and he wouldn't get surgery because he, he wouldn't get a tr blood transfusion if um, he needed one because it was against his religion. So 
he got addicted to painkillers for arthritis. So that's sad. And he was awesome. You know Kevin Smith? Kevin Smith from Clerks. The, the guy that collects all the comic book stuff. Right. He's a movie director and actor. Yeah. 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 He has a lot of stories about Prince. Uh, he, he contacted him a few times and they became friends. But I, I was talking to one of my friends at work was telling me about a story where uh, Kevin Smith went over to meet with Prince at his house and the, the butler, you know, brought Kevin into the foyer or whatever. And he was telling him some rules, like some do's and don'ts when you're talking to Prince. And he said one thing was don't mention anything about how small his feet are. He would buy little girl's shoes instead of like men's shoes. He oh, really? He'd wear girl size shoes. He was tiny person. Yeah. He had little hands. He was a little person. Yeah. That's why he wore high heels. But Kevin <laughs> Smith uh, wanted to use one of his songs in a movie and uh, he had called Prince up. And while Prince was on the phone with him, Prince asked him if he'd come film something. He wanted him to film a documentary or something, I forgot what it was, but Kevin Smith agreed to it and all that. And he said, oh, back to the thing I was calling you about, can I use this song? And Prince told him no. <laughs> he was just oh. like, oh. he was real strict about you know people. Up until his, yes, up until his death, you couldn't uh, see any of his videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, he, he, they, they would not let anybody like, um, like he had the copyrights to, to all his music and he wouldn't, um, he wouldn't share any of it with the public, yeah. like on YouTube or anything like he, I think, remember when he like went through the whole thing with putting a, the symbol on his face and right. he changed his name and, yep. and everybody was calling him the artist formerly known as Prince because then he yes. didn't have an enemy. He said he was just a symbol on his face, which, I mean, well, how do you re have anybody refer to you as anything if you just are a symbol, you know, whatever that was, you know, but that was, um, he, he was like in a, a fight with his, um, you know, his, I guess his management company or, you know, and, and he wanted out of his contract and he, he just felt like they were like, I guess, um, making him like, they were like kind of keeping him back, you know, like, he, yeah. you know, like he was an artist and he just wanted to do the kind of music he wanted to do. And, and, uh, I don't know, they, I think they were trying to make him too, too pop, uh, you know, culture-ish, I guess, you know, but he was, um, he was so, so different. And, when you said that about um, Kevin Smith and it was kind of funny and all that, well, um, Dave Chappelle did, uh, uh, do you know who Dave Chappelle is? Yeah, and I know what you're talking about. He did that little skit where he was Prince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that, was, that was so Charlie funny. Charlie Murphy? Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Eddie Murphy's brother. Yeah, did you see that? Did yeah, you see it? I and did. He, and, he, and he played basketball. Basketball, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tells everybody to come over and that Prince, Prince made, or they went over to Prince's house and they, they made some pancakes for breakfast. Yeah. I mean, it was so funny. And like, um, oh my God, my son um, made me watch it. And yeah, it was hysterical. But uh, he just did him perfect. But he, he said it was based on these real stories that Charlie Murphy, you know, Eddie Murphy's you know, brother had um, said were real. You know, he, he, you know, so I don't, I don't think anybody could possibly make that up. I mean, I don't, you'd have to have a really good I think I think it really happened. <laughs> so, yeah. But I that's hysterical. I thought if you hadn't seen it, I would send you a clip from it to watch it because I watched it. I watched it over and over the first time I saw it because it was so funny. But um, yeah, it's just he was he was. I think either either he was on the Muppets or he was on Sesame Street. Um, I know he was on 
you know, they're, they're kind of the same, but I wasn't sure which, which one it was, but he was funny. Like he actually had like a sense of humor and he was, um, you know, had, was like a comedian at times. Like he could be really like, and, and it was almost like he wasn't even trying, like even in interviews that I saw them uh, talking about Prince, he would kind of, kind of come off with these like, um, you know, he seemed shy. But, and so it was almost like he, he didn't really want to answer questions, but when he did, he was kind of almost sarcastic, but it was funny. And so yeah. watching him like on an interview was kind of, was, was, you never knew what he was going to say. So I remember he did the music for uh, the Batman movie in 89. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, remember the, the music video for Bat Dance? That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they said after Prince died, uh, somebody took uh, pictures and videos from this, uh, this big vault that he had in his house. Yeah. And one of the things that he had was, a, uh, it was on a mannequin, is a complete Batman costume, just like Michael Keaton wore, but it was purple. Uh oh. I thought that was pretty, pretty <laughs> awesome looking. <laughs> yeah, well, his, his bike was the second coolest purple bike ever. Yeah. You know, like the back girl was first and then Prince. Yeah. And there was a movie, he, he made another movie, but it was never released, and they found it in that vault, and I forgot what it was about. But there's a lot of things in that vault that uh, he kept secret. Yeah, you know what? That that's another connection back to Street Hawk. <laughs> yeah. played, played that role too. Cause he had a motorcycle too. But you know how completely different, like like that was, like to Prince on a motorcycle. You know, yeah. I mean that's really weird. Like actually, if you think about how many things, you know, we could connect back to something else, you know, from the '80s. I mean, you know, but completely different. That's what I love about like. Well, I mean, the 70s was so different from the 80s, but like there was so many different people in the 80s that, that were so original and you just don't see people like him anymore. You don't see anybody like Prince that can like write their own music and, and he could play all these different instruments. I mean, he could play the guitar, he could play the piano. I mean, he, and, and I think he can play by ear. And when people say that they can do that, it just blows my mind because I have no idea how anybody can play piano by ear. You know, it's like yeah. how you can hear a note and then know that key on the piano is that note i just i i don't know how they do it but um yeah that's talent so i just you just gotta be born with it you know but um but yeah prince he was so unique and when i guess when he come out you know in the beginning you know it, 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 he wasn't as like flamboyant as he became like but he like he kind of like was like dressed like the madonna and of the uh, in, but men you know like how madonna had the lace and the hats yeah. and the things and all that like prince did that kind of thing too but um he made it cool you know i mean he's like the only one that you can probably picture back then wearing wearing those things that, <laughs> that you know <laughs> that, that you know that, that was like um you know like but still look like masculine you yeah. know so pulled it off yeah yeah, yeah he pulled it off I, I guess yeah that's good yeah like he was so unique and then i remember um well, I love Sheila E. You know when she did the glamorous life, and um, and Sheena Easton. He did. They did. You got the look. I mean, they. He did do some. He did have some good partners. You know, for um, you know, and Wendy and Lisa that were, you know, part of his band, the Revolution. Yeah. So yeah, and then he he did, and then he when he kind of got into like the um, diamonds and pearls stuff and. And that that uh, kind of um, that time period with the song "Kiss" and uh, that, it was 
that was totally different. But uh, and Raspberry Beret, you know, it's like he, you know, it was so different than um, Purple Rain. But I still, I still like it. You know, I still like him. You know, he's he's classic too. I mean, his um his Super Bowl show was one of like the best all time. Yeah, Super it was. Yeah, his performance there. And yeah. it, it actually started raining for real. You know, and, and I don't know how he kept on his feet. <laughs> so the, with the ball in his high heels because it was it was raining. It was like just like almost like it was planned, but um, it wasn't. <laughs> so have you seen it? Have you seen oh, it? Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, were you going to say something about him or not? But I, no, well, I was just going to say he had that. Instead of wearing his uh, iconic flamboyant costumes, he had on that do rag. It was kind of different. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a head head band thing. Yeah, I wear them <laughs> now. <laughs> so yeah, but uh, um, yeah, he had a like a turquoise covered outfit on. I can picture it. It's like I have a, a photographic like memory of like stuff like that. But but yeah, like some some of the um, the current Super Bowl shows, they don't. They don't um, come close to, to like you know Prince's show. I mean, he was just it was awesome. It's funny that he would even do that. He just you know it just doesn't seem like he would do the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I just, yeah it's kind of funny, but um, he did. It was awesome. Yeah, I remember seeing him on TV like for award shows and stuff, and I just loved watching those shows back then just to see those people in the audience. You know, like to see Prince or to see Madonna or see Cindy Lauper, you know, all these um, different people. They were um, so unique. Even like Billy Idol, you know, they they all had their own look to them, and yeah. it was so, um, you know, like like almost like you could use, dress like up like them for Halloween. Like we were we were talking about that, and like these these um, different characters, like even like 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 the guy in the Pink Panther, or even Street Hawk, or even one of the Charlie's Angels, um, and then. You know, Prince. I mean, you could you could dress up like Prince. You could even you could probably dress up like Phil Collins. You know, just tie a uh, drum to your you know body, and yeah, people could figure you out. So yeah, they were that well known. That's what's so cool. So I know you wanted to talk about um, Max Headroom. This is Max 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 yeah, yeah, he was on MTV, right? He's part of MTV. And he was Coca-Cola spoke, spokesperson for a while. Yeah. Did a lot of um, commercials. Yeah. Uh, he kind of reminds me like of the time period of like Bud McKenzie and yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. But was he an actual person? That was the the actor's name was Max Frewer. And if if you watched um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, he was yeah. the neighbor, the neighbor. Oh, he Max Hedrum one? Yeah, well, yeah. Matt, you know what? I have, a, I have a Matt Frewer was the guy that played Max Hedrum. Yeah, I have a friend whose son was in um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids. But anyway, the neighbor, you know, he comes out with that that hat with the baits on. He's going fishing. He's trying to round them all up. That that's the guy that played Max Hedrum. Oh, that, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, and I don't know where he came from, and um, what he like. 
he was was it kind of funny like um did, was he did he introduce did he introduce uh like videos and stuff is that what he was he did it one time yeah and he he was you know did the coke commercials and uh i know uh he even spun off into a tv series i don't know if you remember that was he like supposed to be like a robot and we'll talk oh, nope he was nope. supposed to be like a digital image he, uh, like on a computer person well he got sucked into a computer and it's like his he turned into a computer program but uh oh. they made it into a tv series but we'll talk about that on another show but okay. uh, but he also uh, came back to HBO later, and he had his own talk show where he interviewed celebrities. But, oh, uh, okay. I don't remember that yeah. at, at all. Yeah, well, I remember you know, it's commercials. And, and, uh, and he, this blew my mind when I found out this. Uh, he was not actually a digital person. It was a, a, actually a shiny rubber mask that covered this guy from his head all the way like past his shoulders. And uh, it it was real shiny, and uh, it it, it kind of constricted his movements, and that's yeah. that's what it was. It wasn't even a digital image. You were looking at a guy in a, a kind of a prosthetic rubber costume. Well, so did but, um like his was his head not like all rubbery like like his hair and all that or yeah that, yeah everything okay. was molded so, but solid. His, but, but his face was that guy was the actor's face. Yeah. Oh. But okay. In seven, you know, they made a TV series, but uh, before the series came out, it was a book, and it kind of explained like he was a guy that got uh, trapped into a computer somehow, and his his consciousness comes up as a computer program. But, uh, uh, well, if you see pictures of Matt Brewer now, he, yeah, you would never know that was Matt Hedrum. Never. Have you seen him like currently? Not currently. Yeah, you would never even know it was the same guy, but um, yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, I, I, I would never know know that was him. He reminds me of um, someone else, maybe like Ed Harris or something, like another actor of some, yeah. uh, that time period. But but um, it blew my mind, though, that he wasn't even a digital image, you know, what we were seeing. It was yeah, a, guy, yeah. a, it was a real person. Yeah. yeah, and even the background was, you know, projected. It wasn't, I mean, computers weren't, you know, that advanced yet for us to have that. Yeah. But they, they, they fooled us. <laughs> it looked good. But yeah. I love how, you know, it would do all that digital, like uh, his, uh, he would stutter. It was like. Stutter. Yeah, yeah. he stuttered. Right. It, yeah. would, it was like a glitch in the computer or something. That was, that was kind of yeah. cool. But I yeah. remember having a poster and uh, I, I had the uh, t-shirt stuff. I, I love that character. You love Max Hedrum. I love yeah. Max Hedrum. Well, I still you know do. What? Do you remember Randy of the Redwoods? Do you remember him? Who? Randy of the Redwoods. Remember that character from MTV? Randy, Randy of the Wit. I don't think he, so. He was like a hippie and he wore like a band, band around his head and he had like sunglasses. I just remembered him because of you saying that about, you know, Max Hedrum. Like he was kind of like, um, like I don't know where he'd come from on MTV, but like they, that's where they, um, you know, originated, I guess. I mean, but yeah, Randy uh, of the Redwoods, you have to look him up. Too. I'd I have to, if I saw him either. You probably would know who I'm talking about. Yeah. 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 You, you mentioned yeah. Spuds McKenzie. I, I remember having posters of him in my room. And uh, I remember my mom, what was that, like a Bud Light? Was that Spuds McKenzie Bud Light? Spuds, like a Bud. Yeah. <laughs> I remember my mom uh, came in with a Marks a lot 
and she colored out the bud em emblem. <laughs> she did? Uh, yeah, because she didn't want me having a uh, poster. Oh, she yeah. wanted you to. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I'm like, like Mom, yeah. that, that's like a collector's edition poster. You just ruined it. Oh, no. But she said, Yeah, oh, well, you're not having that in my house. <laughs> uh oh. Well, your mom was, she, yeah, she was trying to keep you on straight and narrow yeah. there. But yeah. she would do that with all my posters. Like I had a Christy Brinkley oh. poster. And what, she, what did she cross girls. out of Christy Brinkley? She, she, would, she, <laughs> yeah. would draw, she would draw shorts on them. She would draw shorts oh, and no like way. a t shirt with a Marks a lot. <laughs> Make me so mad. Yeah, for oh real. Oh my God, your mom's cool. Like, I gotta meet your mom. <laughs> I would never think to do that. I, that is so awesome. Yeah. Though. I'm like, what did she do to her? Okay, yeah. Put like, yeah, like uh, I thought she put the like, girl, stuff, uh, like glasses on her face. And, yeah, what was the know? girl off of uh, a fall guy? What was her name? The Heather Thomas. Heather Thomas. I had that, that famous poster of her in that pink bikini. Oh, and she, I came she, off from she school. Put a and on she's her. wearing, yeah, she's wearing short marks a lot, uh, shorts and a t shirt. Marks a lot. Is that the kind of pen that you're talking about? Like, yeah. What do you mean? Okay. They didn't have sharpies back then. It was called marks like a lot. Like a, bla like a black pen. Like, yeah, yeah, a big black more flat tip yeah. mark. Yeah. She could have put, made it like a, yeah, I could see. You could, um, I thought you were talking like she put like, you know, glasses on them and, and uh, nah, made a mustache on them or something. Yeah. She just colored in shorts yeah. and a t-shirt, covered up the skin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. So but I'd, I'd, I'd take it down and I'd put up a Rambo poster. Of, of having a poster for anyway, then. Why yeah. don't you just take it down and hide it? That was, that's why I said I, I ended up just taking them down and I'd put up movies like Rambo or something. She wouldn't touch them. Yeah. But if okay. it was a sexy girl, she would color them in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine. Like, even like my son when he was like a teenager. He actually bought like all the James Bond posters and stuck in his room, um, yeah. like the old. He, he loved James Bond, and then he had yeah. a couple old like uh, vintage posters, like he had a Die Hard uh, poster. He, he, I let him put movie posters up in his room. Um, he didn't ask to put like uh, girls up because like he would he wouldn't have been looking at the girls like from the seventies and eighties, and there were I don't know what girl would have been a pinup type girl of like a current girl like. I mean, who would be, I mean, I, I don't know, you know, who, who, um, who's in that, that kind of category, you I don't know, know. <laughs> of, I don't even know if they, if they do posters, you know, like who, what, what kind of posters did people, uh, you know, people used to like take, I remember my cousin used to cut out um, posters that were in like the teen magazines of John Stamos. I mean, she was like, uh, like, like loved him and Rob Lowe. And there were posters within um, the, the actual magazines. You know, and and you and or you'd pull them out and like there were two, like one on each page, and then there was a split down the middle from the, you know, the, you know, and then you have to tape them together, like where they bound together. So, um, but you could take pictures out of the magazine and hang them on your wall too. So yeah, yeah, instant art. <laughs> yeah. I had a um, picture of a <clears throat> poster of Tiffany. Yep. Yeah. My mom didn't touch her because she had clothes on. Yeah, okay, <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I had Christina Applegate too, poster her. Oh, okay. The Tiffany was only like fifteen years. But, but those were safe gone. because they weren't. Uh, they okay. weren't showing a lot of skin. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. In a bikini, they weren't in a bikini. Right. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Heather Thomas and Heather Locklear were like the two. Um, Big, you know, blonde. Type. They were very similar too. They like people got them confused. I think all the time. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Well, um, my thing, I, you know, after Max Sundrum, I, I was talking about um, mullets, you know. Business the, up front, party in the back. Yes, that's, that is. <laughs> <laughs> they were, and I think, I don't know anybody that probably didn't have that hairstyle at, at some point, girls and boys. Like, I even had a mullet, and I don't even know where, like, what would have possessed me to do that, you know. But, um, yeah, everybody kind of had that um, feathered hair on top and long in the back. My brother had, like, the... Uh, he had a mullet for my wedding, and he had long hair, like in the back. But I think the I think the person who I think out of the '80s that had the best mullet was maybe Mel Gibson in *Lethal Weapon*. Alexis yeah. Hair in the first *Lethal Weapon*. Yeah, but they they were um, they I don't know because honestly you had to I guess you had to have the right face to pull that off because um, they weren't the greatest look you know for everybody <laughs> you know so but there were some um, you know, things back there in the 80s with the hairstyles and stuff. I remember um, hitting perms back then. And guys I went to high school with, they would get home perms too, the Ogilvy home perms. And uh, you'd have a perm, you know, with a mullet. And like, you know, it'd be like curly and then long in the back. And it's just, you know, it was not like the best <laughs> for anybody. But I remember um, having a perm in my hair. And then me and my aunt Sharon, we, we stuck with stuff on our hair uh, to lighten it for her wedding. And we it was called Sunin, and you sprayed it on your hair, and uh, it, 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 like, bleached out your hair, but I had a bad perm, so it turned my hair orange, <laughs> so an orange wow. mullet, an orange mullet was not <laughs> a good, you know, I, I think I had to have my 10th grade uh, pictures retaken, because I thought my hair was so hideous, I, I didn't want my pictures, you know, because I know I have two different, you know, I have two different pictures for 10th grade, and I think that's what exa exactly what happened. And it's like, mm -mm. but, um, but there were, I, I was trying to think of all these different guys that had, uh, you know, the mullet in the eighties and I you know Rob Lowe did and, and Patrick Swayze and John Stamos, um, you know, Meryl Streep had one in the movie Silkwood. Joan Jett had a mullet. Oh yeah. Joan Jett. Know? Yeah. There's a lot of people with mullets. Yeah. I don't you know? think what I have would have been considered a mullet. I think, uh, I just tried to grow it out in the back like uh stallone had it in rambo oh yeah yeah but i don't think that was a mullet was it uh, well if it's long and back and short in front that's the moment yeah. uh, uh, they, they varied they, they they wasn't like like your ears were usually cut out and they were like longer in the back I, I, yeah. but they they totally go with the 80s i mean right and, and you know sometimes you still see someone you know it's a throwback you know still trying to you know, like, bring, like revive joe, it. joe dirt yeah 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 <laughs> But wow, I mean, I don't know why they call him a mullet. I don't even know where the, the word come from, you know? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's that was a mullet. Fun. That's a type of fish, right? A fish? <laughs> Isn't it that a mullet? Like a type of fish? A mullet. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. You know but, but what would that have to do with your hair? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> this, maybe the fish is long or something, like long in the back. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> short in the front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> long tail, short face. Yeah, I don't maybe, know. maybe the guy, the the hairdresser, was named a fillet of a, a fillet of mullet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah that's an '80s uh, McDonald's uh, sandwich that never made it into uh, the McMullet. <laughs> the McMullet. <laughs> the fillet of mullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
oh wow we could like do a whole pony routine with mullets <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay well anyway um let me uh, uh, tell everybody what our code word is yeah go ahead okay um code word is prince and so um send the code word into our um in, on um our messages on our uh facebook page pop ninja and we're giving away another t-shirt this week and so you can win a pop ninja t-shirt if you um send the code word prince into us um and uh, those t-shirts are pretty cool so um you'd be like one of us <laughs> so yeah i want one myself i want to get one so sign me up for one <laughs> Hey, send me the code word. Maybe you'll win. Uh, I know. Okay. What is it? Oh, Prince. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My friends like try and hit me up for the the code word, and uh, um, I'm like, listen, uh, all you gotta do is like, you can fast word to the end. You know? yeah. Like, yeah, they'll be on to us pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that was fun. All right, I want to thank everybody for listening to this episode of the Pop Ninja Podcast and join us next Wednesday for an all new one. And don't forget to send in that code word Lisa told you about. You might win a t-shirt. And as we leave, I'm going to leave you with this final thought from the words of Max Hedrum. Okay, it seems a lot of you guys have taken my advice on dress and are now walking around in baggy shorts and flip, 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 flop, flip, 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 Flop flops. Great. If you see me, give me a wave. I love to see style. I also enjoy a good laugh. But now you're writing in and asking me the big one, the advice to beat all advice. How to walk out on the street and look a real man. Okay. You want to look macho, right? Here's how you do it. First, it's how you move. Try to get that all-important shoulder twitch. Giving that nice subtle hint of the hairy back just tickling away there under the shirt is essential for the macho man but not too twitchy, or your cigarette packet will fall out of the pocket in your sleeve. 